We're heading to another island uh, to talk to our good friend and another traveling on special contributor, David Gordon, who uh, is joining us from Ireland. And, I certainly uh, am. <laughs> David, welcome to, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good evening from a very wet and windy and very cold Northern Ireland, may I say, tonight. Well, well, we have a lot in common with you in Washington today, so, <laughs> except for the rain, David. Uh, well, well, we've had actually worse. We've had snow as well, so it's uh, not not too good at all. Oh, oh, that's that's not good. That's not good. But uh, you know, we we just finished talking to uh, to Puerto Rico and we and another contributor from Australia who said it's. I about was listening. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really making me very very jealous. I have to say. <laughs> well, I say we all get together and do a remote show in a warm uh, destination. How about that? That's a great idea. You pay the ticket. I'll be there. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, on to funner things, on to more realistic things. Uh, you know, we, when we were talking earlier, David, you, you know, there, 50 million U.S. citizens claim to have a Scots or Scots-Irish um, descent, they're, that they're descendants of Scot, Scot or Scot-Irish. And, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Now there's something really interesting going on in uh, in, in Scotland, uh, homecoming Scotland. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, basically, uh, maybe where I'm sitting here in Donaghadee in County Down in Northern Ireland, if anybody happens to be looking at a map to find out where I am, I can actually look out my window and see Scotland on a good day. It's only oh, 18 miles across from me, so it's, it's not very far away. So, 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 so you're kind of like Sarah Palin. You can see Russia from your backyard. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, although I'm not, I'm not very political, I have to say. But I'm, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see what happens in a couple of weeks' time with her. I think. <laughs> but yeah. home, homecoming Scotland's all about basically bringing uh, people who are linked with uh, Scotland back home again, and it's going to celebrate a number of things, actually. The, the big one is the 250th anniversary of Robert Burns, who's, of course, the world-famous Scots poet. He was the man that wrote Ao Lang Sang and all those songs that we sing around uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Uh, but there's also um, a celebration, I suppose, of, of the contributions that Scotland has made to the world, including golf. Of course, Scotland is the home of golf. And uh, I don't know if you're a whiskey drinker yourself, but of course Scotland's the home of whiskey as well. And uh, uh-huh. the other the, the other side of it, of course, is ancestry. And, and you've already mentioned the, the 50 million or so people who uh, claim Scots or Scots-Irish, uh, depending on where they've come from, descent. And they, they live in America and Canada. And that's a huge number of people. I mean, that's, that's the population of the United Kingdom as a whole. Um, claim to be Scots or Scots-Irish. So there's a massive amount of people uh, living in the States that uh, have some sort of link to Scotland. And ancestry, of course, is, is quite a big part of that. Hmm. Now, now you actually, um, well, for, let me back up. The, the homecoming, actually, what are some of the activities that we're going to have throughout the year? Oh, there's lots of different things happening. It, it, it's, uh, there's 120 events so far, I think. But one of the big ones is the gathering, which is happening in next July in Edinburgh, which is going to be um, Edinburgh's going to be quite a big uh, festival city between July and August next year with the, the International Festival, with the uh, Fringe Festival, the Comedy Festival, and indeed the, the gathering, which is basically um, g- gathering all the clans, all the Scottish clans together again. And it's going to be a huge, big sort of pageant uh, through the streets of Edinburgh uh, on one weekend next July. That's going to be a huge event, and uh, there's people coming from all over the world and bands from all over the world and all sorts of things happening with that. 
Um, so the, 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 there's a celebration from that point of view. Before that, in January, it's the 250th anniversary of Robert Burns. So there's going to be lots of celebrations in Ayrshire, where um, he grew up, and in Dumfries and Galloway, where he worked. And uh, there's also the Celtic Connections Festival in Glasgow, which brings all traditional Celtic music together as well. So there's going to be tons of events. The best thing I can suggest is actually going to the website if you get a chance, and that's very simply homecomingscotland.com, and you can't really go wrong. Once you see that website, you'll be able to see all the different things that are going to be happening across there. Now, David, one of the great things about this festival is that it is really a celebration of Scottish people, Scottish culture, and as part of that, it's it's it's, it's really a... Uh, and a celebration that will not only get a chance for uh, visitors to Scotland to see some of the great cities, but also to really get into the Scottish countryside and see that part of Scotland that maybe visitors on a short trip wouldn't necessarily have a chance to spend a great deal of time in. Well, that's very true. I mean, lots of people often would just go to Edinburgh to see the castle and to see the Royal Mile and to see all the, the sort of Edinburgh things. Maybe they go to Glasgow to see the... Uh, the city of Glasgow is the shipbuilding and all that sort of stuff. And maybe they might go to Aberdeen or Inverness to go into the Highlands, but they never really venture um, to other places. I mean, you can now get direct flights. You know, once you get to Scotland, you get direct flights up to the Shetland Islands, to Orkney, to all the different places around about. But there's so much to see in Scotland. In fact, I'm going over across there next week to do some work, and I'm going to be travelling, I think it's about 500 miles. I think I have to do a bit of driving when I'm over there. So um, I'll, be, I'll be seeing a fair bit of Scotland myself, I think. <laughs> well, you'll have to you'll have to come back on and share uh, share your experiences there. Now, um, in in lines with you know the homecoming Scotland, it, it, people can easily the 50 million or so that claim uh, to have a Scot or Scot Irish uh, lineage can actually trace their family tree, and it's quite easy. In fact, you did it yourself. Uh, tell us about your story. I have. Well, of course, being a Gordon, I'm obviously Scots through and through, which is always a, obviously a good thing for me. Um, but the, the, it's interesting when you go into the sort of clan histories and uh, the things that you can go to see. Uh, I mean, I, I can trace the Gordon clan, which really goes back to the town of Huntley, which is up near Aberdeen. Um, and that's really where the Gordons had their stronghold back in the 14th, 15th century. So as a Gordon, it's interesting to go back there and uh, see the, the Gordon schools. And uh, indeed, you can go visit Gordon Castle, which is up in the, the uh, up near Inverness. And you can go to all these different places. Um, and Gordon Street's up there in Huntley as well. So I've got plenty of photographs of myself at Gordon Street and the Gordon Hotel and all of these sort of things, uh, just to, to prove that I, was, I am a Gordon and uh, quite proud of it as well. And... People, people, you know, can go to, to sort of see uh, things going way back in history, to say, into the 14th, 15th century. But you can also see things that are more up to date. And of course, many of those 50 million Americans and Canadians with Scots or Scots-Irish ancestry, their ancestors really would have gone, gone across to what is now the United States in about the 18th, 19th centuries. So there's much more of a chance of actually seeing the, the areas that your ancestors grew up in. And Bringing it more up to date, I, I came across an interesting discovery. Um, our family, the, our particular end of the Gordon family, owned a farm in Glasgow uh, back in uh, the late 1800s, early 1900s, and um, it's called Egypt Farm. Now, it's, the, the odd thing about it is that it still is there today, and it's, it's passed into different hands now. It's an English family on it now, but um, you can actually go to see this farm in Toll Cross in Glasgow, which is now virtually about a mile from the city centre of Glasgow, the way the city has grown so much. But um, 
I, I've been there when I was a child and my father was there when he was a child just to get a photograph at the front door to sort of keep the generation thing going. And I've even brought my own kids over there as well to get photographs. But two years ago, um, I went there with my kids to get their photograph and I knocked the front door of the house and uh, said who I was and the man said, oh yes, you're one of the Gordons that owned this place. And I said, well, yeah, my, my great-great-grandfather did. And uh, they, the guy says, I have something that belongs to you. Which I thought was a bit random because I just literally knocked the man's door. How, how's he going to have something belong to me? And he went into a back shed in, in this farm. And I have to say the farm is still in the city but it's surrounded by tenement flats. And tenement fl- flats in Glasgow are quite tall sort of buildings and there's sort of sandstone colours. So it's quite strange to see this little farm house sitting in the middle of all this. But I was able to go there. He went to the farm shed, came back with these sort of metal rods. And I sort of wondered what they were. And it's only when he showed me them, they had the initials R.G. written on them. And he says, that belongs to Robert Gordon. And Robert Gordon was my great-great-grandfather. And these iron rods, which he was he was a miner, and he uh, was the man that sort of went to blow up the mines and to, to sort of help people get in underground. And these things had sat in the shed in Glasgow for the best part of 100 years, waiting for a Gordon to come back and claim them. And wow. I, I think it's quite interesting, you know, for people who are coming across to Scotland and, you know, well, even for me to go across and to find these things that have been sitting there, you know, in a shed, rusting away. And I Absolutely. brought them back home and, and you know, my dad's done them up and they're great again. Absolutely. I mean, a wonderful legacy. And, David, I wish we could have, we had more time with you, but um, uh, we've enjoyed talking to you. And certainly we want to talk to you again when you come back from... You're getting, uh, this- ri- you're get- you're getting rid of me already? Oh, sorry, my dear. You know, it's you know, live radio. You know, it's just one of those I know. things. <laughs> but we appreciate having you today. Thank you for for joining us.